This morning I am going to use my time to muse a bit about authority. You may think that this uh, would rather be a lecture delivered to seminarians, that it's a bit esoteric and does not relate to you. I have delivered that lecture, but I think it relates very much, not only because we're looking for a new leader in a new rector, but because having been baptized, each of us has an authority that we need to claim. So my first point is that our understanding of authority keeps changing. When I was a young boy growing up in a parish not too far from this one, when we heard that the bishop was to make a visitation, immediately into my imagination was conjured up, oh, I need to practice the kissing of rings. I need to be the first acolyte that gets to the bishop's chauffeured limousine so I can carry the bishop's vestments into the church. Uh, things have changed. We don't quite admire, bow to authority as we once did. Not only for bishops, but judges, teachers, presidents. Things have changed just because you have an office, even a corner office, or a high back chair, doesn't mean you can tell us what to do, or you can, we may or may not listen. What does that mean to leadership? When I was first a parish minister, I worked in Dearborn, Michigan, a very <clears throat> uh, traditional community where people were resistant to change and new things. I arrived to do that parish work with a beard and long hair. I found that I could not get into the hospital, could not get past the hospital security guards unless I had my collar on. It was a symbol of authority. And unless I had it on in that community, I didn't have access to the people so I could begin to provide ministry. But that changed. Later in my career, still wearing my collar, because I thought, It'll give me access often to what I need to do. I would go into the diocese using public transportation. It happened to be the time in Boston when the Roman Catholic clergy were being exposed for some of them having abused children. I would get on to the subway with my collar around my neck, sit down, people would look at me and stand up and move away. 
the symbol had become a hindrance. Now, all of us know that authority is about more than just symbols. One of the things that's always fascinated me about many of the Old Testament readings is how clearly God understood that authority was needed for leadership. In the lesson, the Old Testament lesson we heard this morning, the people are complaining. Moses, what are you doing? Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Bring us into this desert just so we and our children and our livestock could die of thirst. There's no water here. And they challenged him mightily. Feeling challenged, Moses called out to God, What am I to do with these people? They're about to stone me to death. Now, God could have Alakazam and every one of the children of Israel would find under their arm a six-pack of Gatorade. But not so. God said to Moses, corral all the leaders of the people. Lead them to this rock. Then you strike the rock and water will flow. God very thoughtfully, clearly gave Moses the authority he needed to lead. How do we carry that? How do we find that? How do we recognize that in our own day? Now let's look for a moment at the gospel lesson where the authority of Jesus is being challenged. The day before this incident, think Palm Sunday. Jesus had arrived at Jerusalem, gotten on a donkey, and ridden in to the town. The crowds had gathered, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The religious and political authorities were scared to death. Is this another one of those popular leaders? Are we going to have another revolt and the crushing power of Rome fall upon us? And then Jesus made it worse. He walked, he got off that donkey, went to the temple, turned over the tables of the money changers and drove them out. The next morning, he shows up again. No wonder the chief priests and elders asked, what authority do you have to do these things and who gave it to you? Now look at that lesson. 
and you'll see the clear distinction between human authority and divine authority. The chief priests and elders had human authority. They wore fancy robes and phylacteries so that everybody could see they were the authority. And they collaborated with Rome so in case anybody challenged their authority, the crush of Rome's brutality would reinstitute. Human authority is based on power and usually related to control. Human, uh, divine authority, on the other hand, relates to truth. Divine authority relates to truth. Now, if you have some time this week, I encourage you to look at today's second lesson because it is an instruction manual about how to have divine, powerful authority in our day. It says, to have authority, you need to be part of something much bigger than yourself. You need to be open to and part of God's vision and hope, as Jesus was. Divine authority means Yes, you know your own needs, but you have the ability, when that is important, to put the needs of others first, because their need is greater. You have the ability to focus on the needs of those who need your authority and power persist at that, to be willing to sacrifice for that. Divine authority comes from working with others to discern the truth. None of us but God knows the whole truth. And if we stand up and say, this is the truth, by help me God, I'm the only one who knows it, do it my way. It's clear that we're speaking for ourselves and our group and not for God. God's authority has integrity, intentions, words, and actions flow together and they accomplish what is needed. Enough for the lesson. Now let's see how that applies to us here in the center of Ridgefield, Connecticut. If you've been reading the local papers recently, you know that a survey was taken of our young people. 
And the survey revealed that there's a significant amount of depression among our young people. That many of them are taking drugs and drinking alcohol. They're then driving after they consume alcohol. They are significantly involved in risk-taking behavior. Now, we can say kids have always revolted against adult values. They've always been risk-takers. And you'd be right, but wrong if you did that as an excuse not to pay attention. You could turn your back on those realities and walk away. But we sit in a Christian church. It's prominent on Main Street, has a tall steeple with a cross on top, a symbol of compassion and moral authority. If we do not use our gifts, talents, and moral authority to make a difference for our kids, we are not living in to our baptismal ministry. The wonderful thing about the discussion of these issues in Ridgefield over the last several weeks has been that the Search Institute was hired, a group that has studied young people and believes they can teach us some things about how to make a difference in the lives of young people. It's not magic. It won't work perfectly. What do they suggest? They suggest that we need to teach children healthy values. We need to not only teach them but give what we teach authority by living them. Children need to be part of a community. And you know we provide that in our church school, vacation, Bible school, and in our confirmation class. But they need community with adults, adults other than their parents and grandparents. There are communities that have decided we as adults are going to make an effort to know the children in our neighborhood, develop constructive relationships with them, Liz Townsend, who coordinates our confirmation class and I, spent an hour this week trying to figure out if we should attempt to get an adult mentor, shepherd, from this congregation for each of our young people moving to that next stage 
of spiritual development and maturity. You all have the authority to make a difference for the kids in our community. And I think we have an obligation, given the building we sit in and the commitments we've made. Jesus, your authority accomplished wonders. Your prayer is that we open ourselves to your power, your courage, your sense of urgency, and use our moral authority for good. We pray that you will enable us to do so. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.